Keeping it 15? Let's try that again. <laughs> Keeping it 5150, episode 26. The return after two and a half years of, uh, of not recording any podcasts. Yeah. We're back. Are you excited? I, me? I'm, I'm tremendously excited. I'm excited for anything to be different because uh, <laughs> the last eight weeks have been uh, unbearably identical. Like every single day has been the same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. I know, like you know, the, the the meme going around is like, oh, for introverts, this is this is mm. you know, nothing's gonna change. This is great. It's, fuck that. <laughs> like, no, no, uh, there's, there's not wanting to like to make small talk at parties, and there's like wanting to be able to go to the supermarket to buy a can of beans. <laughs> like, there's a yes, it's the, little difference there. Yeah, yeah. So I they, am, I am liking walking around the um walking around the streets of um. I'm North Seattle where we live, and you see people, and they they go away from you. They they just walk out into the middle of the road. I I'm hoping this stays. This is yeah. a great thing for Seattle. This is generally kind of like not having to walk near people. I'm 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 enjoying that a lot. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, if they also wanted to just limit the amount of people that could go into a grocery store at any one time, if they wanted to keep that, that would be cool too. Because Trader well, Joe's is like Trader Joe's is like a social experiment. Like before, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like. How how many people can we cram into this building? It's like a clown car. So it, if they wanted to yes. like, if they wanted to that. keep keep that going, I would also co-sign that as a thing. But but their their other move now of like you have to queue like it's a shitty nightclub <laughs> like outside. You go, I'm not even drunk. This is terrible. No, I I I'm a fan of it. I I, <laughs> I wanted to look at the list before they let me in so I could buy like garlic pizza crust or whatever. You know. What did you hoard? During the pandemic, um, of liquor. Actually, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, they might not make this anymore. You had to really <laughs> stock up. <laughs> I, I was concerned. We got um, we got a text from a, a mutual friend who said uh, just a few weeks ago, before before um, it really broke, said the National Guard are coming to Seattle because this was when Washington was still one of the um, breakout states where you know we had it before everybody else with fucking leading edge kind of. Uh, hipster kind of like we were on this virus for anybody else like we had some some dude in Spokane plume from uh, uh, from China was all like I, I, you guys I got this virus um, so Washington was way ahead of everybody and uh, yeah we're it, number it one was <laughs> a friend of us National Guard are coming I'm like I, I don't know if that is true but I gotta I'm gonna get some uh, gonna get some cat food and then I'm gonna get some whiskey to make sure that it, like we gotta get through this like as a family <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I suddenly yeah. went from not eating any soup to having like 12 <laughs> cans of soup in my house at any one time. So that, that's a thing that's changed. Did so. you buy a gun? <laughs> I did not buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about buying like a like a baseball bat or some sort of thing that I could turn into like a spiked club if the apocalypse happened. But I didn't even do that. So we're just, we're just living off sheer confidence over here. <laughs> Confidence in soup. That's what's <laughs> fueling the Morgan household. What beyond quarantining ourselves, what what have we been up to since the last time we recorded a podcast, which was like yeah, twenty about, about two and a half years, yeah. Twenty seventeen. We were in a band and then we weren't in a band. That's right. Yeah, we, we were in this band, um which whose name we never spoke of. It was Wizcon. It was the band Wizcon. We were really good. Uh and uh we broke up in 2018? Yes. Was it May 2018? For um, So we could have more time for the podcast, and then we just didn't record any more <laughs> episodes. Um, 
it was good. We had a, we had a great last gig at the at the Lo-Fi RAP question mark. <laughs> There's so many fucking venues going out of business. Yeah, it's, it's... Um, uh, that that was really good. And then immediately, like week of, uh, you and I got together and were like, "Well, enough of these instruments. Let's let's <laughs> let's go back to our true love and play guitar in a band like proper grown-ups." And yeah. uh, we've been doing that for it seems like it's actually two years. Like it's coming up on, t- on two years that this, this band's been a thing. Yeah, we finally no got gigs. <laughs> we, well, we finally got the core members together, and I think we're we're really getting towards being able to play shows. And yeah. then and then. Uh, and then a pandemic happens. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, unfortunate. We have a bunch of songs, uh, some of which are like ready to go, like all four of us coming at the right time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's been a, a, an excellent excuse to just spend shit tons of money on <laughs> gear. <laughs> like, yeah, I think we've we've both kind of been doing that. But I had to, I had to rebuild my uh, my guitar uh, amplifier arsenal, which was <laughs> yeah, which was sadly lacking. So <laughs> to, to yeah. go buy two hovercraft amps. <laughs> Well, hopefully they'll retain their value since we're in a down economy right now. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's what I've been investing my money into boutique amplifiers and Fender guitars. I think I think uh, one of the Buffets, Jimmy Buffett or Warren Buffett, one of them said that's the way to yeah. do it. So <laughs> went that way. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll continue uh, giving you guys updates obliquely about a band that we probably also won't mention the name of. Maybe we should actually push this one a little bit harder, you know, on our massive podcast that has <laughs> dozens and dozens of listeners. The people who listen to this also know about the band, but we'll, we'll, we can talk about it um, as things happen. Well, we also both yeah, got cats. Um, so that's, the yes. thing. we went from not uh, having cats to doubling up, both having cats. <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I got mine uh, just before the actual on on February 29th, just before the actual doors of the lockdown <laughs> shut. Um, just before you weren't allowed to adopt cats anymore. I didn't know this was coming. I wasn't trying to hoard a cat. It was just, <laughs> uh, just timing worked out that way. You went to a store and you were like, "Do you have any rubbing alcohol?" And they're like, "No." And you're like, "Do you have a cat?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> Give like, me uh, all the cats you have. <laughs> <All right. laughs> just, yeah. She's down here somewhere in this in this basement where I'm recording from, but. I, I can't see her. She usually um, usually likes to be in the same room as me, but as far away from me <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Incredible. But needs to needs to know that like I, I'm in the <laughs> keep an eye on me, like make sure I'm not planning anything. Uh yeah, our our cat um generally hides and then yells in our faces early in the morning. That's the kind of the move. It's like. Only on, only the the interactions only on the cat's terms, which is again more <laughs> of a cat move. <laughs> like. Yeah, um, I'm not sure when uh, well, we we feed her in the morning when I get up, and she she would like to be fed at 4:30 in the morning, and attempts yep. to make that mo- known most mornings, <laughs> but doesn't work. <laughs> like, like you say, we do not negotiate terrorists. So just leave that. Yeah, yeah leave exactly. That bedroom like, door locked. <laughs> that's when a cat is yelling in your face at six o'clock in the morning, and you don't want to get up. You just gotta like, gotta write it out. You can't. Yeah. Can't give in. Gotta show them who's boss. <laughs> it does, it that boss, does not work. <laughs> So ex- expect more from Cat Corner of two men in their forties talking about their cats. This could be a whole new direction for the podcast. Grindcore, Bake Off, Cats. We'll be so much more popular if this is just like Metal Cat podcast. It was just here's another cute thing my cat did. <laughs> Yelled in my face <laughs> four in the morning while listening to Danzig. <laughs> yeah. 
was trying to put on how the gods kill when I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> the cat was the cat really got in my shit. Um, so we, we, I think we saw some saw some shows, saw some bands, some rock and rock and roll bands in the last two and a half years. Yeah, you would hope so. Um, we did, we did see Danzig. Uh, what well, wasn't good? <laughs> yeah, that that was, you know, that that was a tough one. That was a tough one to swallow. <laughs> but it was. It was a good show though. Uh, mainly because Power Trip and Mutoid Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then to a much, much, much lesser extent, some vo- form of Venom. That, it wasn't the actual Venom. No, that was... was Venom, Venom Inc. Or Venom LTD. <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was that was a tough... That was a tough 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff they could have played that they didn't play. They, they did not. <laughs> and not play Cat's Bathory. No, I'm not going to play Cat's Bathory. Are you sure? It's a pretty much a classic of this genre that you guys invented. Yeah. Now we got like... We're going to play like School's out or some shit. Like it wasn't, it wasn't called that. It's kind of called that. Yeah, they were confusingly what? dressed. Like conceptually, no one was on the same page in the band. There was a guy who looked like he was in the UK subs. There was another dude wearing a weird leather duster. The drummer looked like he was in like I don't know, like Motorhead and from the eighties. It was, it was yeah. weird. Weird collection of dudes playing real garbage songs, and it just sort of kept going. Like it was, it was a bad scene. It did. I kept expecting it to get good, but yep. <laughs> it did not. Yeah. Um, no, no going back to Venom, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we saw Iron Maiden. That was great. That was, that was fucking amazing. I keep watching YouTube videos of that uh, of that tour uh, with the Spitfire and with the fucking church and the, uh, the hell and stuff like that all coming down. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit like I made the musical, but I don't care. The songs are good. Yeah, we saw both Kiss and Iron Maiden. <laughs> Shit, yeah, we went to, in, to Tacoma Dome twice last year. <laughs> we did. I don't regret either of those. Both, both of no. those really panned out. Neither of those bands had amplifiers on stage either because of the ma- it would ruin the majesty and mystery of where the sounds are coming Look, from. If you can fit more ramps in by not having amps on stage, you got to do it, right? Like, <laughs> like, Kiss was surprisingly good. Like, Kiss was, uh, despite some of the weird song choices, they were. Uh, yeah, it's a War Machine. War Machine was tough. It's, I I feel like they they had the, the animation already, and we're like, we got to we got to play this one because you know. They also, I love that they opened the show with a really be- shittily animated computer thing of like the earth and then it zoomed in to like the continent of america then zoomed in more to to washington and then all the way down to the tacoma dome which means that they probably did that for every arena that they played and so they hired like a bunch of people probably just do like garbage it's only like the last 20 frames that they need to change it was pretty (laughs) it was a very bad animation it was it was very like playstation one cut screen but i appreciated the hustle because it's like the easiest pop in the world is to show the play the building that you're in on a jumbotron while you're in it like people were fucking pumped they're like kisses about to start playing and that's just the building that we're in. You know, it's just the easiest way to get a crowd reaction. Paul Stanley's stage banter as well. It's unbeatable. It, it, he is the best at this. There is no one can beat him. But uh, I, it's just like, like, can I ask you a question? Is it okay if we play some old school Kiss songs tonight? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, clearly this this is, feels like a push poll. I mean, there's, there's no. <laughs> it's only I, one possible answer. No, play everything off. off, off fucking revenge yeah that's i love that there's probably one guy in the back who's like no lick it up and beyond only <laughs> like i only liked it after ace freely like was kicked out of the band um yeah i mean certainly we 
this podcast owes a lot to Paul Stanley. Like, yeah, the, the general intro music. <laughs> general, his affect on stage is pretty much the inspiration for everything that I do in my life. You you can never be wrong. Gene Simmons, absolute opposite. Couldn't couldn't be more wrong. Wrong on everything. <laughs> Compass that points south. Terrible man. Yeah, he's he's bad. He's like he wasn't great on stage, and also he played God of Thunder elevated to the point that he was unviewable on stage. <laughs> no, one could, no one could see him. He was too high up. We were in the nosebleed seats at the back, and like you still couldn't see the yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, because he was I'm way not, up there. Because I'm not paying. Prime cost for kiss tickets, like no, we got the the cheapest kiss tickets available. Yeah, that was a real game time decision. Of like, should we go see Kiss? Are we (laughs) are we gonna do this? this, I mean, we're we're really funding terrorism and and really bad stuff, aren't we? Yeah, but it's Kiss. All right, (laughs) it's their last tour, and I hope you can see the air quotes in this audio (laughs) medium from the last tour because I think it's still. It was still, still going, going on, and I think they're plan- They were planning on coming back to Washington as well. I think I think to Spokane. But Shit, it's, you like, wanna, hey, it's you not wanna... even the last tour in this zip code. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is the last time you could see them until they swing by on the second leg of the final <laughs> leg tour. I, I'm done though. I don't need to see them again. Also, the Paul songs were way better than the Gene songs. The, the, oh. the pop, the pop songs really like held up. But God of Thunder. Which I guess at the time was like really heavy. Is not. It's not that heavy. You know? Also ironic because I think Paul Stanley wrote God of Thunder for Gene Simmons. Oh, okay. Like really gave him some B-sides. <laughs> like, wow. So we got a lot of mileage out of uh, shows that we went to a year ago. I like that. That's, that's yeah. the content that everyone craves. Hey, how was that show you went to a year ago? <laughs> Answer, pretty good. <laughs> I think with that, I, sh- I think it should be... Uh, Time for a word from one of our sponsors. Pod me out tonight because I want to see people and I want to see life. As a busy millennial pod fan, you're always posting comments on the internet. From the most sincere reply on Pinterest, nice pin, to the most withering put down on Snapchat. Call that a snap, more like a snope. But what about when someone takes you to task for all the bullshit that you write? What about that? That's generally awful. Fortunately, the good people at No Comebacks have a solution. When you install their app, it runs a natural language processing algorithm over the contents of your post, and if it determines that anyone could be offended by it, it adds the words, just saying. Here's some examples. Maybe he shouldn't have been in that neighborhood at night. Just saying. Well, that's what you get when you take public transport. Just saying. She should have known what was going to happen, going out like that. Just saying. All your dumb, hateful opinions are now insulated against any retaliation. Use the code 5150 and they'll add the politics upgrade, which tags any political post with the word politics. Don't blame me. I would have voted for Bernie. Politics. No comebacks. The one-way idiot echo chamber for the end of days. I have a drink of confidence and write it and then drop it in. Yeah, I'm about to start day drinking in this next segment. And we're back! Look at that. You've, you've missed that. It's really what, the only reason you tune into this podcast. You tune in on your radio dial. You know, I tried to do that quieter because I'm, I'm in, a, in an apartment um, and uh, I still peaked. I still peaked. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, can't not peak coming back in on that one.
Um, all right, so before we get started, I just want to – I do have a beer pairing for myself because we're in two different spots and we're not very good at coordinating this. Uh, yeah, we, should, we really should have uh, synced this up beforehand. It's but. fine. Uh, Hold it, it up to the camera so at least I can see it. Okay, it is – I don't know if you'll be able to – it's Peddler Ooh. Brewing Company's uh, Wildflower Honey Wit. Um, that, that's a lot going on. It's probably too much, but it was like two ninety nine at a fancy grocery store that I went to. I did not hold this up to the microphone to open the can, so you probably can't hear that. And I'm pouring it. Getting all this. It sounds great. Um, it's a terrific head because I was doing that one-handed while holding a microphone. So <laughs> I will drink that and give updates as we as the head goes down. Um, Stephen, why don't you why don't you tell people what the main topic for this show is going to be uh, basically surviving the apocalypse using uh media that you can <laughs> that you can stream off netflix or buy off amazon other booksellers are available um it's it's distracting ourselves to death i, th- I think of be the <laughs> yeah as you as you mentioned up front every day is almost exactly the same like it, it really feels that way so again like finding something <laughs> <laughs> to take up that yeah. time is probably super uh, important. My weekends have barely, barely been different. I mean, like obviously, you don't, don't, we're fortunate enough that we can work from home, so small, it's violence for us. But um, <laughs> it's it's still like you wake up and you go, right, Saturday. Ah, it's the same, but I, I don't have to type those numbers into that machine. I just have to use the machine to watch your old episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever it is. That <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> However it's... it is, I can get to the part of the day where I'm really allowed to start drinking. <laughs> Because it's a little, little, not now, no judgment, but like uh, yeah. 9 a.m. on a Saturday, it's like, oh. Yeah, unless it's Christmas <laughs> or something, it it feels it feels weird if you start in with, like, the Baileys and the coffee, you yeah. might have to take some hard looks. This beer is odd. Oh, yeah, let's let's, let's, let's do the beer first. So it's, it's honey and wildflowers and what was the other flavor? Wit? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Is it, that a thing? W-I-T, <laughs> yeah, it's a type of beer. Um it's kind of a yellow beer. It's pilsnery kind of thing. Um, oh, okay. So, so we're going to get added by some beer snob who's like going to tell me why I'm wrong about <laughs> this sure. description of wit. Um, uh, yeah, the the honey and the wildflowers make it taste like not a beer, which is not necessarily all the way what I was looking for right now. <laughs> I kind of kind of wanted to taste that beer, but uh, you know, I'm going to drink it because I feel like I have to. I have a limited yeah, amount of c- beer. Yeah, Surviving the apocalypse. What to, what to consume while you slowly lose your mind, as you put in our slide. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I've kind of curated a list of some things that I've been um, consuming. I tried to, like, mix it up so it's not just, like, here's all the TV shows that you could watch or anything like that. So, got a couple of different things. To stay completely on brand, uh, the first uh, thing I'll mention is a book I've been reading. Uh, it's called Blood, Fire, Death, the Swedish Metal Story by, I'm going to slaughter these names, uh, Ika Johansson's, uh, Johansson, I'm going to, uh, and John Jefferson uh, Kleinberg. Okay, that Kleinberg. doesn't sound too bad. It's probably really wrong. I'm sure people <laughs> who are Swedish are like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing with words right now? How but it's pretty much a... Uh, it, it just kind of tracks extra, especially extreme metal things in uh, from Sweden, 
So there's a lot of things about uh, in various black metal bands, Entombed, um, Death Metal, uh, different facets of it. A lot of really entertaining stories. Kind of starts with like hard rock, like some hard rock bands from like the 70s. Like Heavy Load was one I'd never heard of before that and kind of charts. To oh, I, I texted you about this a while ago. There's a, I read something about a band called like Tilt or something. Or, and I wondered if they were in there. Um, uh, they, they might have been mentioned in passing. They're really like, glammy. Really blow by stuff. Um, and they all, yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty entertaining, pretty informative because it kind of goes through a lot of the, um, you know, it, some backstory on a lot of you know pretty famous uh, Swedish metal bands. Uh, talks about the kind of relationship between Swedish black metal and Norwegian black metal. It gets into mm. that. Tells a lot of even parts of things that are covered in. Um, Lords of Chaos from a yeah. slightly different perspective and brings up some stuff that's like not really covered in there because Lords of Chaos is a little more salacious. So Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed reading um most of Lord of Chaos and, the, and then about halfway through it kind of starts to get a bit repetitive and dull and I kind of pushed out and yeah, yeah. Kind of the, the middle the, the middle of the, the book is great and then it's yeah. like here's some other bands <laughs> that do yeah. so, so. The, the movie the movie seems to track the, the best parts of the book and yeah. just go like Okay, the church burning and the murders. <laughs> like we we know why you're here. So yeah, uh, yeah. So blood, uh, blood, fire, death. Swedish metal story. Uh, that sounds good. Do I, they get into like the uh, melodic death metal, like yeah. uh, the haunted and uh, in flames and all and all all that stuff? Talking. Yeah, like all all those bands are touched on, even if they don't have like a full chapter about them. Um, I just got done reading the chapter on Entombed, where it broke down how they're at one point is. Or actually, currently, probably is two different entombed. Yeah, the entombed and entombed AD. Yeah, and I'm not. I think AD is the one with uh, LG Pedrov, who mm-hmm. was the. Who, yeah. I, I don't even you know he's the original singer. He was a singer at one point because I think either Left Hand Left Hand Path or Clandestine doesn't have him singing on it. It has someone else. You probably know all this because you just read it. Because I just read uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's I think it might be Nick Anderson. It's, it's someone someone else uh, does does the vocals on it, and then he's back in for Wolverine Blues through through them splitting up, and now I guess they're two rival entombs. <laughs> yeah, a real, it's a real Queensrÿche slash <laughs> other Queensrÿche Operation Mindcrime type type situation. They, they really should be called Other Queensrÿche. That would be the fucking best. Um, now, now without Jeff Tate, I'm like that's the one. That's the one I want to <laughs> see. Gun, gun to my head, you have to see one of them. Pull the trigger. <laughs> um, so one that I know that we've both read, uh, that you recommended to me a while ago, um, and I read all three all three volumes of because it's a it's it's a trilogy, you guys. Um, I think it's I, you know I can't remember the, the name of the trilogy. But the first book is called uh, The Necessary Death of Lewis Winter, and it's by you know the name of this guy, uh, Malcolm Mackay. McKay. Malcolm McKay. And it's the um, Glasgow trilogy. It's the Glasgow trilogy. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's the story of, um, it's almost like a, it's not exactly a how to, uh, become a low level hitman, but there is a lot of like, well, uh, uh, speaking as a low level hitman, you want to do this, this, and this to make sure the kill is clean and you don't get caught. And it's like, okay, <laughs> it's written with such authority. <laughs> uh, it's a very, it's very, um, that, that's what I found about, about the book. It had such a, like uh, the voice was so confident about like what you should do to, to, to successfully kill people. Um, and it's, it's not usually a style that, uh, that, that you read a lot about that sort of almost clinical kind of like, this is what you need to do kind of thing. And it's quite a good story as well, as, as I remember, but it's more the, 
style of it was what really uh, stuck with me. Yeah, I dig I dig uh, Malcolm McKay's books a lot. So the the Glasgow trilogy is really good, and and the first book especially is is great. Um, all of his books take place within this underworld in Glasgow. So like they they say the Glasgow trilogy, but he's written more books, and they all have talk about the same characters, and I mean they have different central characters, but they <laughs> they are all like of a piece. And so I've I've read there's only one that I haven't read just be from like not finding it at the library pretty much um uh and they're definitely great they're super fast reads too they're like pretty slim books really like terse prose and they really get in but yeah rewarding they're like pretty complex like like the psycho the psychology of the characters is pretty complex and like it's you know people's thought process and stuff it's like really entertaining reads I, I don't know if they all have this, but certainly the Glasgow trilogy ones. Uh, the last, the last page, or the last like three or four pages, is a list of all the characters and not exactly what they did, but their roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will kind of be a spoiler if you read those first, but sometimes it's really good to have that as like when you get to the end, you go, "Wait, what happened? What about this guy?" And then you, um, you can flip through and like, like read like, "Oh, he was just a low level guy who got, who got wasted on, on like in <laughs> chapter five. Don't worry about him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in later uh the later books have that up front almost like a previously on because like the first one I read was actually set takes place after the Glasgow trilogy. It's called The Night the Rich Men Burned, which is also really good. And that's kind of a how to be a uh, a debt collector. Like a <laughs> <laughs> like how to menace people into giving you money when they owe you debts. Like it's like a real like precise thing on the right way to do that and um, you might have already told me this it's not from his you know you know he has a mate in the um uh he being the main him the main gunman in in uh the young gunman in the in the gun, the glasgow trilogy uh he has a, a friend who, who he kind of trusts a lot and he's, he's kind of a man heavy yeah is it him or is it someone else <laughs> it these are two new characters although oh. uh, the one that i just read uh actually i just read um uh for those for those who know the ending, and that has that character that you're talking about is okay. like featured prominently in it. So a lot of characters come back. I would recommend any of these books, but his first one, um, "The Necessary Death of Lewis Winter," is a great place to start. There's an there's an audible like audiobook version of it available oh. that I saw. Uh, so that might be fun <laughs> if you don't want to read books and you like want to hear a dude in that accent read stuff. That would, that, that could be good. Um, I, like I said, I really like the first one and the second one. The third one, I think it tells off a little bit and it somehow loses some of the uh, special. That's what made the first two special. Like the, the weird style of it seems to be. Mm-hmm. It becomes a little bit more, um, not exactly murder mystery, but more like maybe police procedural kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is it, good. It's definitely oh, it's, it's not, not a bad book. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's very good. And it ties up the trilogy nicely and, and it's very satisfying. But... It's more of a drag than the first two. First two are lightning. Like I, I got the first one, and I was, I was in. I'm, I'm a very fancy man. I was in Denver, Denver, Colorado. Can you imagine that? Uh, so bought that cause on your recommendation in a bookshop there, and like read it on the plane coming home, like all of it. It's like it's not a long flight, and it's, yeah. and I'm not a fast reader. Uh, but it was, um, it was such a like couldn't put it down kind of mm-hmm. kind of book. It was, it was really. Um, it was one of those ones that make you, makes you kind of love reading again. If you, if you kind of fall out of it and go like, you get too many kind of draggy books in a row, and you're like, do I really want to fucking read? Yeah. And this is like, no, you know, remember, remember how it is, <laughs> remember how much fun it is. Well, it's, it's it's that. Yeah. 
Um, Strong recommendation. That's great. Um, And um, moving on to TV for a second, a show that has a very similar thing, I think, where it is this engrossing thing that makes you, like, realize how awesome TV can be again. I watched a show called Zero, 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 which is on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't think people aren't really talking about this show. At all, no, wait, I've, I haven't heard it anywhere. Um, my yeah. wife listens to lots of lots of podcasts that touch on um, popular culture and like here's here's the latest stuff you should be listening to, stuff you should be reading, stuff you should be watching, things like that. And she hadn't heard of this either. We we watched the first episode last night. Yeah, so it tells the story of um, it's like a globe trotting thriller kind of suspense show that is about the cocaine trade told from the point of view of Italian mobsters who are trying to buy cocaine, a Mexican cartel who's trying to sell cocaine, and the American shipping company that is trying to facilitate this deal, like, by, like, shipping the the cocaine from one, like, you know, from Mexico to Italy. And there's all these, like, infections and... uh, everyone's dual agendas on whether or not they want this deal to go through and stuff like that. And so, um, and so it kind of spans the globe and there's three different main stories that take place kind of in separate parts of the world. Uh, cast is good. It's, it seems very expensive. Like it seems like they poured all the money into it. It has a lot of backtracking time stuff. That's like pretty interesting. And this this is something I kind of devoured. Obviously talking about Malcolm McKay, crime, fiction and crime shows it's like right in my wheelhouse so the kind of more heady complicated version of that is definitely something that like i'm very excited about also so, yeah, yeah continue oh no, no i watched the first episode last night and it was like this seems like it's gonna take a little bit of a while to really hook me and, and, and sort of get going it's it's i mean it starts pretty explosively but it's like it's it's complicated it is complicated yeah a lot, a lot of subtitles as well. Like the Italian parts are just straight up in Italian. Mm-hmm. Also, one, one thing about the subtitles is just pure white with no black background, it's, which looks pretty, but occasionally they'll move uh, move the camera into something that's very, very bright and means you can't read the subtitles. <laughs> so it really tests your ability to interpret maybe Italian and some half-written English subtitles. Amazon Prime, what are you doing, guys? You got to get on. You yeah. got to get on that. Um, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, it. I mean, it, again, I my favorite show of all time is The Wire. I'm sort of probably respond to dense TV shows as a thing. Um, also, the one of the the main actresses in it is from Mandy, one of my favorite movies. Oh, Mandy, well, the uh, Nicolas Cage, yes. uh, metal, yeah, <laughs> movie from two years. So, ago. So yeah, from two years, my favorite movie of yeah two years ago. So that was that was cool. Amazon have been doing pretty well over the last couple of years with. Um, what was the other show that was surprisingly uh, the boys? Yes, the, comic, the, the comic boys book are one. great. That's never yeah. great pick. Um, are they coming back with a second season of that? Yeah, they were working on it. Who knows if it'll get pushed oh, because yeah. of like production <laughs> stuff? But yeah, there there is a second season of that in the works. So I, I remember because like hip superhero stuff is played and I'm done with it and I didn't <laughs> particularly enjoy it all that much in the first place apart from Superman 3 um, it's because <laughs> of the because of your it, I got you in the computers that's it what. Is, <laughs> the thing where he turns over the pack of matches it says earn big bucks by being a computer programmer that was my that was my desktop background for a long time <laughs> you're like this is it this is what I knew what my career would be got tricked um, yeah that, that that was uh, surprisingly good um, 
it's, it's for for a tired old kind of uh, mm-hmm. concept of like, uh, what if it was, um, what if basically the the Avengers or the the Secret Four or whatever the fuck they're called, <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what if there was just a corporation? Secret <laughs> Four is a tre- tremendous name for a thing. File that away for <laughs> future band use. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Prime doing doing good. TV work, I guess. I mean, t- terrible people and pay your taxes and, you know, support the strike and all that. But, but yo, know. the boys, though. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Uncut Gems? Yeah, we can talk about Uncut Gems. Try to segue from... Okay. Hey, let's talk about Uncut Gems. <laughs> what is that way? Hard cut. Incredible. Wait till you hear the edit, man. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. You have not I'll lost probably, I'll put one step. of those guitar solos in before we... <laughs> you got two... Yeah, two years. Haven't lost a, fing, a single mile off the fastball. Like, right back in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Like, so pretty much, um, honestly, the only good movie I saw last year is um, my favorite movie of last year. It's yeah. I, I, further than that, I can't think of the last time I went to the the theater and saw a movie that was like anywhere near as good as that. It was um, stunning, like really, really impressive. Um, I can't remember why we even. No, no I, sorry, I remember why we went because you, you published your list of movies we should we, people should go see. I was yeah, like, oh, Uncut Gems. That sounds sounds interesting. There was something about it. I think it was because it was um, A24 put it out, and they generally they're they're like a good record label. It's worth kind of worth checking out most of the stuff they do. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I've, they have a I've real... rarely seen one of their movies and not at least at least thought it was enjoyable or good or something. Yeah. yeah. So for people um, who don't know uh, Uncut Gems, if you somehow missed this, uh, the Safdie brothers um, wrote and directed a movie. It's got Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett in it, and it's about gambling and bad decision making in yes 2011 new york i think it's 2011 new york oh is i I wasn't sure when it was set that that was like all of the basketball games uh so uh okay yeah you have to back up um, adam's adam sandler plays a some seemingly low rent uh jeweler in new york who's a gambling addict and yeah makes increasingly bad decisions to like to try and dig out from all of his gambling debts and it all takes and place it's around clear why he's in debt when he has <laughs> loads of jewelry that he's he, he sells it professionally but also just pawns it sometimes in order to get a quick buck it's like <laughs> the, the stakes are very unclear <laughs> like, well, it's in, always, of, in, in multiple times throughout the movie without i don't want to spoil the movie well it's it's slightly I think we can, we can talk we'll talk around it and just, yeah but um he, he, it's a movie, and it's it, it's super tense because you're watching a dude who, like, there's a ray of sunshine where he can get out from underneath all of his problems if he just yeah. does the right thing, and he never makes that decision. Like, Actively moves away from it every <laughs> single time. He's like, <laughs> like oh. Like, uh, you're watching this not as a professional sports gambler or jeweler going, like, well, you just do this, this, and this, right? And he goes, nope. It's <laughs> Clearly. Like, yeah. 
Oh, it's it's not play for laughs either. He's not like you know dressed as his sister or, or anything like that. And no, he's like trying. He's not. He's not grown ups too. Uh, no, he's trying super hard. He's really good. Kevin Garnett's really good playing himself. Yeah, for a fucking sports guy who could normally like they could barely stand on their mark and say their lines. <laughs> like, and uh, he was tremendous. And he he's playing himself, and it outlines like the basketball games that people are gambling on are all real. So all of the, all of the stat lines and everything that happens are actually real. And they got access to a footage of that. Like the NBA let them do that, which is pretty rad. <laughs> um, it's like real interviews and stuff. It's great. It's tense. It's like way artier than you would think. A, just like a kind of weird gambler thriller kind of character yeah. study would be. It's like, super arty but like really tense it's like kind of a panic attack of a movie really great synth soundtrack like it's it's, it's, there's a youtube video specifically of them coming with the them the uh it's not the selfie brothers actually it's it's someone else doing the doing the music yeah yeah totally um but it's one of the i think it's one of the directors like going over and and talking to them and playing with their moogs and they, they have this beautiful spot in i think in new york Covered in like seventy cents, plugged into some uh, DAW. Yeah, it, it's great as a as a uh, like a gear nerd watching that. It's like, oh, <laughs> this might be better than the movie. <laughs> it's yeah, it's tremendous clip. It's great. Uh, so can't yeah, can't recommend uh, that movie enough. What I love also is a twenty four merch game is out of control, <laughs> and I went to their site and they offered. Like, what could be only be described as a bedazzled basketball that had embroidered on it the ridiculous prop bet that like Adam Sandler does. For this. So it's like it's like looks like a jewel encrusted basketball that has this like super dumb bet on it. And I was like, well played, A twenty four. Someone's gonna pay seventy five dollars for that. Uh, so um, if you want to watch uh, Uncut Gems legally. It seems to be four ninety nine to rent that everywhere right now. Oh, great! I'm, um, I might I might do that again. Um, I wonder if I'd enjoy it uh, more or less the second time because uh, you you know what's going to happen, so you, maybe you'd be less panicking, and maybe that would re- maybe that would uh, reduce your enjoyment. Maybe you'd figure out what's <laughs> what's going. Maybe you'd enjoy it more because you wouldn't just be constantly panicking. and You could enjoy the sins because um, it seemed like there was uh, like the movie was genuinely good. But in, in addition to it, you're also sitting there having a heart attack the whole time. Yeah. And it, watching it again, I imagine you're probably not going to be having the heart attack. So, but I wonder nice if the there's like a, different a, way. a different sensation though, because you know how it's all, you know how all of these bad decisions are going to work out. Yeah. So you might have the kind of tr- the the like slow moving car crash kind of sensation the whole time. Um, another uh, great movie suggestion that you could check out is uh, the Lords of Chaos movie previously mentioned earlier. Oh, yes. This yeah. is, uh, which is available, um, I think Hulu has it possibly for free if you pay for Hulu. Um, as okay. do library, I think at least one, I think Canopy or Hoopla, the library streaming uh, for Washington at least, has uh, streaming services if you have a library card. I think it's available on that. Otherwise, it's uh, a cheap rental as well. It's the uh, uh, Kieran Culkin uh, fronted uh, movie version of the book Lords of Chaos about mayhem and various black metal dudes doing terrible things. 
uh, directed by uh, Giannis uh, Ockerlund, who was the original drummer for Baffery before he became like a music video director. There's a lot of pedigree to this. It's great. Uh, I Lords of Chaos is we we watched this together on your couch, and it's great. It's, it, it's a fucking yes, great it, movie. It, that was it was a fun evening, and uh, yeah, that it really really ridiculously enjoyable movie. Like silly and over the top. Like not played for laughs, but. What they were doing was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, the, well, the, it's Black crazy. Ma- we talked about we, our very first podcast was like, is black metal the the, the, um, the funniest music genre? And it's like this movie is evidence that yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> like, it 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 has this crazy tone because it seems to posit that for the most part these were dumb kids who's increasingly like increasingly extreme rhetoric push them to do things especially when a like actual like sociopath enters the picture like like yeah. and they feel like they can't back down from anything so there's like interesting things about that but it's also like incredible like you said incredibly goofy but when there's violence it is realistic and like brutal and really disturbing and so it's like all this dumb metal guy party will happen and then inevitably violence will break out and it's like super hard to watch, and so it's like this really weird tone, which I think some people didn't like about it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, I think people who take uh, black metal really seriously probably wouldn't like it as much because it again it paints all these guys out as assholes. To be <laughs> like, fair, it's not like black metal gets a lot of um, media attention generally, and this is the one shot, and it's like, oh, you're only focusing on the church burning. Yeah, but that's kind of the best bit, though, isn't it? It's kind of. <laughs> It's like I the, mean, I mean, yeah, we all like that that dope thrown album, but you know, tempo's a bit samey. Um, but <laughs> to the church burning, come on, that's that's really that's really where the money is. <laughs> We're gonna do anything. Yeah, it's all murders. Right. How, and... did, how did you get that drum sound? Oh, I just mic'd up the drum kit really badly. Cool. What about the church on fire? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you always want to talk about the church being on fire. Lords <laughs> of Chaos. I think that's another good one to check out. I finally saw the Wicker Man. Have you seen the Wicker Man? The original, or yeah. the or the Nicolas Cage one? <laughs> Let, let's go the original. Uh, maybe I'll watch the Nicolas Cage one tonight. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that. I, I, I finally, I finally went out. Went out. Uh, uh, you did not. You did not on, go out to find that. You know, I went out to the, <laughs> to the to internet the stadium. <laughs> watch. I went out to the drive-in. They weren't playing anything, but you just had your phone playing The Wicker yeah. Man while you were in your car. <laughs> and uh, as you as you pointed out, the original, not the uh, not the Nicolas Cage one. And it's um, I don't know if it's a good movie, but it was uh, like I see where all of Doom's aesthetic comes from. It's from this one movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> every every <laughs> single Doom band is like it's like maybe we should watch a different movie from the. 70s. Oh, maybe we should watch like taking a Pelham one two three and use that as our aesthetic. No, 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 no. Just, just, nope. just, just Wicker Man. Just this one movie. <laughs> it's definitely one that people have continued to rip off. Like, yeah. like I've seen so many movies where I'm watching it and it's like, oh, it's the Wicker Man again. Also, side note, there's uh, I have I went to a used bookstore at one point and I found a thing that was the photo book. Of the Wicker Man and what it was, the state stills from the movie that they put like voice bubbles on <laughs> or like captions <laughs> on. 
and so it like tells the story like it's it's um yeah it it's a weird it's it's a weird situation <laughs> so that's the thing um yeah the first wicker man i think i would if you're gonna watch that everyone all the 5150 were listeners what I, I would say watch watch the christopher lee one first that's christopher lee i'm not wrong about that right I think it is Christopher Lee, yeah. yeah. It's um Edward Woodward is the is the cop. Yeah. I think Christopher Lee is the um yeah, it is Christopher Lee is the is the yeah. sinister farmer. Sinister land yeah. laird. Little Scottish laird, I think. He owns the island. <laughs> Go with me on this. Yeah, sure, why not? Um like like uh I would <laughs> I would watch that one first and then segue into the Nicolas Cage remake because the Nicolas Cage remake is one of the most unintentionally funny movies ever made. <laughs> like, it's incredible. It is like a modern art piece. Like, I, it's unbelievable. I bought, I bought a DVD copy of it for ninety nine cents at a Blockbuster when that was a thing that you could do. Like, and they're selling their movies. Bought it. I've gotten twenty five dollars worth of enjoyment out of that ninety nine cent purchase. Like, it's uh, it's incredible. <laughs> Man, you should have bought thousands of them. You could be rich by now. <laughs> That's a return on investment. This has been kind of a scatter shop, uh, kind of like random things. It's, I think it might be, uh, it, it's kind of fun to go deep on stuff. Um, yeah, I so think like generally we'll... seeing a specific movie and then going fucking frame by frame as we, as we have done with like the train spotting two one that we did was way longer than train spotting two. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, I don't, don't bring that back. It was a nightmare back. editing, I imagine. <laughs> Like, um, yeah, no. It's a nightmare watching it. It's a shitty movie. Jesus Christ. Fifty-one fifty or whatever. And we're back. <laughs> Look at us. Back. Look at that. Look at that. Somehow, we're still doing three segments on this. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think for, for this episode, um, we just kind of want to give you a peek behind the curtain and kind of like some like a, l- a little taste of what we're going to record. One, just to prove that we're going to keep doing this, that this isn't just like a, like a little bit of madness. <laughs> like, I mean, let, let's be clear. That's why we're doing this one. <laughs> but, we're, but what the hell? Let, let's start this thing up again. <laughs> you know, we want to try to like, I think looking back on our previous 25 episodes now that I've had two and a half years to reflect on them, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking come up with some notes. There's things that I really like, which is, uh, we like arguing about numbers. That's the thing that we like. I think that's what we're best at. In fact, <laughs> this, I sent you a, a mail a couple months ago saying we should bring the podcast back for this one specific, uh, thing, which is, uh, metal hammer or not metal hammer, loud, loud wire. Metal Hammer. One of them, uh, did, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Did the, the, t- the top 50 metal bands of, of all time, 2020, of all all the times, uh, and it's list, list 50 bands, and and I sent, uh, did, did a bit more research on this, and they did another one in 2016 that has a bunch of different bands. <laughs> so I think, look, it's worth look, I think it's worth looking at both of those. <laughs> it's, a, it's a living list, you know? So yeah. we're, prepping, we're prepping that. If, if you're hosting, hosting. Uh, a, me- a metal podcast or grindcore scene report. Um, you should at least know some of these bands. Like they're they're the biggest ones in this field that you quite to enjoy. So yeah, so I think that that's 
strap in for that. Also, oh, you had a stunt one that you wanted to. Say. Well, I have a stunt one. I maybe we can we can save that. We won't preview that one. Um, you know, one of my favorite things phase uh, from phase one of fifty one fifty is when we uh, go track by track on an album. I just think um, those are always yeah. really fun, especially if it's more of a compilation type thing. The, the Rob Zombie one was a lot of fun, but the uh, I think Judgment Night that was. That, <laughs> that was tremendous. <laughs> Just like some peak, some peak phase one fifty, one fifty, and so like, um, I was listening in preparation for this. I want to get back into some podcast mindset. I listened to some some excerpts of uh, our Crow soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah, the Crow po- <laughs> podcast. <laughs> And oh, that Rollinsberg song is just finished, by the way. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. That's the thing you can do. You can put that on at the beginning of the quarantine, and by the time it's over, everyone will be dead, <laughs> one way or another, because that song is a million years long. Fuck you, Henry Rollins. Um, so uh, you had a random. This is this is a bizarre thing that's happened, but you had a random anecdote. The Crow was the first CD that I purchased. As, or got received as a as a person as a for you know in the CD format. Yeah. Your first CD was um, Metal CD two. Metal CD two, the the cover mounted CD of the of the um, the magazine Metal CD. <laughs> it was um, issue two. Because I could do this, I looked up what was on Metal CD two, got the track list, and it was able to compile a Spotify playlist of. All but one song. There's one song that Spotify's like, we we can't, we can't help you with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the Wild Hearts have not posted the the specific song that. <laughs> so many Wild Hearts songs on Spotify, but not their first EP. <laughs> yeah. So, I I made a I made a Spotify playlist of Metal CD two. I don't ever did. Bo- sheer boredom <laughs> during the quarantine. I'm not sure why I did it, but I think we should. I think I think we should. We should go track by track of Metal CD too. Hundred percent. That's <laughs> that. That will be a delight for our listeners to <laughs> to, to go through as we and, as we dissect. Fortunately, fortunately, fans, Megadeth are on this. <laughs> this <they've laughs> starting it off lead off position. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's it's they're like number one fucking slot. Let's do this. Like yeah. yeah. So uh, weird selection of songs. It, I was, it really is. I think I'm looking forward to going through that. That should be uh, that should be that should be fun. I went uh, Discogs, one of my favorite sites to buy seven inches. Uh, uh, someone had posted the metal CD two <laughs> as a thing that you could also buy <laughs> secondhand, but they had the track list, and that was how I was able to to cobble together a lot of incorrect song titles. So I'm assuming it's right, like based <laughs> off of people's song titles being slightly different than the like there might be a different tempo of the dog song but i think it's no bad. no no I, I i listened to it um after you sent it and yes all those songs are correct <laughs> cool all right so Tec- and rush of <laughs> getting back into it the, my detective work is paying off so i think that is that is one that'll that'll follow up if anyone is listening to this and wants to nominate a megadeth album and force us to listen to it Go go for it! Yeah, like please. any album, we risk. like <laughs> definitely. I mean, maybe risk. not. Is Warheads on Foreheads the best of? Maybe not. I, th- that I one. think it might be. A, that might be a best of. Like, like that, that might be every every song they've ever done. 
<laughs> maybe not that one. Like so, non like let's take best ofs out of it. If you nominate a best of, then come on, come on, dog. But uh, otherwise, <laughs> nominate any album and we'll suffer through it and make fun of it or praise it. I don't know. Maybe praise it. Probably make fun of it for. <laughs> You know, a significant we have, we have a complicated relationship with Megadeth. By the way, that that show um, they're they're supposed to be playing here in July. Not 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 going to happen, is it? I mean, it's not going to happen. Uh, still advertised on the side of buses as of today. I was driving, I was driving around today, and the, oh, it, Megadeth and In Flames and Trivium and Lamb of God. By the way, that sounds like a pretty good fucking lineup. Uh, th- they'll be here at the at the White River Amphitheater in in July. No, they won't. <laughs> like, this bug, this bus is fake news. Let me yeah. Let me let, let me in, let you in on uh, bus advertising. If they if they paid for a whole amount of time, yeah, they're gonna get it. Like until <laughs> until someone else is like, you know, until Washington Gov is like, let me let me put some hand washing signage on the side of that bus. It's just gonna be whatever concert is not a thing wow. anymore. So yeah, we have plans in the works. We have a lot of we have some some dumb stuff uh, planned. Some. St- Weird stunts. Uh, a lot. It's gonna happen. It's gonna pop off. Yeah, definitely. Don't, don't let this episode in, with its scattered and <laughs> underpowered, under unfocused view. We're still, Look, we're still getting back into it after got, after that trailer. We got, we got to get the sea legs back. Also, again, it's uh, it's a weird time, and they're they're gonna be. They're gonna be a little psychedelic for a while until we, until we get back to normal. <laughs> it, it's weird doing this over uh, Google Hangouts as well. I'm still, uh, I, I should be used to this because this is the only way I've talked to anyone other than my wife in the last two months is through Google Hangouts and Zoom and the various other kind, kind of, uh, yeah, messaging messaging systems. <laughs> yeah, more more behind the curtain. If anyone's interested, we're we're looking at each other through Google Hangouts while. Rec- Talking in the mics to record each other. Yeah, it's, it's the quality should be way better. We're both using uh, SM58s directly into GarageBand. Like this is yeah, this it's, should be it's, crystal clear. <laughs> yeah, this it's is our usual ra- radio mics held in our hands as we lounge around in my office. Yeah, normally we're within two feet of each other, so already problematic. Bleed through at an all-time low for these tracks, but at the same time, it is weird to not just be drinking in the same room. Why? It is. Yeah. Uh, well, I, at some point, hopefully, you know, maybe in stage three, phase three, we can... Uh, we can be we six can be feet apart inside your house, <laughs> wearing masks and recording through them. Peace. got that one all right what's her total time